Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday morning here. Just finished up our advanced group Metcon session, but I'm awake and we have a very special guest here on the podcast today. My wife, Heather Scott, is making an appearance to kind of fill you in for you guys who see her on photos and videos and some of our other stuff, kind of the behind the scenes things, uh, sharing you know a lot of stuff about her in all reality, but uh, and then honestly, like what it was like for us when I first. You know, ventured out on my own, you know, to run my own business and businesses and become kind of an entrepreneur or do this thing for life. And then kind of, you know, our relationship you know, through that stuff. And then obviously how we eat and train together and just kind of coexist as, as humans. So anybody out there who, you know, runs their own business or is in the, you know, health fitness industry or anybody who's in a relationship uh, in general, if you share aligned goals and a vision and a passion, uh, we'll kind of give our take on it. And it's, uh, you know, not perfect. And I don't think anything is, but, uh, We'll share how we've done it and uh, hopefully to provide some value for you guys. So without further delay, uh, we're going to intro her. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Hello, everyone. So I'm going to have her give her intro and bio so I don't you know, uh, mess it up and say something that is not perfect. So I don't want to get yelled at at home. So there's that. And uh, I'll just kind of let her take it away, fill you guys in about her, kind of how she came up, anything that you want to share in terms of you know how you grew up, athletics, just let us know about you as a human. Okay, so I was born in Portland, Oregon, raised in Washington State. I've always been very outdoorsy and I've loved playing sports growing up. I went to Washington State University, go Cougs, and during my junior year, I had an internship opportunity down in Arizona. And basically, I majored in hospitality business management and have worked for a leading hotel company for the past 10 years. Um, I was able to get a job after I graduated college. And with my corporate job now, it's really allowed me to experience some of the most beautiful places in the world. And we definitely take advantage of that. Amazing travel perks um, and travel is a huge passion of mine. So. So when you guys see me staying in all these dope locations and places, uh, just know my wife is behind like 99.9% of that. Uh, I do no planning. I know nothing. Sometimes we even go to certain countries and I don't know where I am or what the itinerary is or what we'll do. So when you see the awesome photos and videos, she is definitely responsible for that stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me. With that said, uh, we'll dive in here to uh, kind of our 21 question series, give or take. We might do a few different spinoff things just because... Uh, she has a different insight and intake on some stuff that you know our other guests might not have. So with that, uh, question number one, what is the worst workout you have ever done? Well, I don't specifically have one particular workout, but I will say anytime the assault bike and sled pushes are involved, it's always insanely crazy. So um, I would say those two exercises. However, I do have a love-hate relationship with both of them. And for some weird reason, I'm like addicted to it. So that's that. Which is strange because, A, I do think those are two things I <laughs> generally everybody hates. But one, we do have an assault bike at our house and our home office. And two, she does come in here and push the sled uh, on her own when she's not prompted to, which is also very strange. It's kind of like, uh, how much do you hate yourself that kind of day punishment style? But uh, she does get it done. So it's... Uh, it is interesting. Okay, uh, we'll go question two. Uh, if we were finished the interview today and you stepped outside, found a lottery ticket, and ended up winning, let's say, 50 million bucks, what would you do with it? 
That's a good question. Uh, I would like to say I would definitely donate amount to specific charities or foundation foundations that I believe in. I would also like to say I would hopefully set up my family that needed it and some dear friends. Um, for myself, I would love to have probably access to a private jet so I could travel the world more and see my friends and family whenever I wanted to. Um, and then of course, you know, invest in some toys such as like a new boat and some fun cars and maybe have an awesome mountain lodge and a beach house to escape to would be really nice. <laughs> it's funny that everybody on here says like donate and give back stuff, except I think BJ Gadur and myself, neither of us said anything like that. So there's always that. And I think if I did it, I still would drive my old ass car right now just to bother you um, personally. Yeah, you me. probably would. <laughs> so uh, the donate thing is always amazing. That's uh, always a fun question for me. Uh, let's go with number three. Greatest album of all time. If I had to pick one, I think I would say Jason Aldean, My Kind of Party, just because uh, the song Dirt Road Anthem, I just can listen o listen to it over and over, and I never get sick of it, and it just always takes me back to growing up in a small town and being a country girl, and those are my roots, so still love it to this day. I don't, even, I don't even know who Jason Aldean is. And you love know. country. I don't even know what Right, that Jeremy? Means. I can't. Honestly, guys, I'm going to keep it real with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a cough from our Metcon work, and I'm still crushed by it. I can't stand uh, country music. I really can't. I, mean, I respect them as artists and like, how talented they are and what they do, but I don't know any of the words to the songs, and to me, it's, it's rather miserable to go. And I've been to probably like at least five or six country concerts with her at this point. But imagine going to a concert when you like you don't know any of the words that are coming out and how frustrating it is for you. Like I appreciate the artistry, but I'm like, I'm standing there like watching like, and I always say like, Jason Dean can be my next door neighbor because I don't really remember what he looks like. I really don't. Like I know the super famous guys, like I probably like recognize Kenny Chesney and maybe like Tim McGraw, but like who else we've been to? Chris Stapleton you like. Oh yeah, I he because of the beard. I was like, oh, I remember him. But like, they're very talented, but I can't stand country. So like, here's the crazy thing. Every time I come home, that country music stuff is blasting. Every time we get in the car, it's country the music best. is on. And the worst part, I got this kid here who works for me. Young dude. Super awesome coach. Kid plays country all the time. Drives me nuts. It's like I can't escape it no matter what. But uh, anyways, uh, I'll get off my country music kick here. At uh, some point, you're going to love it. When I'm like 78 and I'm just <laughs> finished and like I can't listen to Tupac anymore. Uh, okay, number four. Uh, In-N-Out Burger or Five Guys? I'll say In-N-Out. I'm not a huge burger fan, but I am married to one. So I do enjoy occasionally in and out from time to time. I do like Five Guys fries, the seasoned ones, but my favorite item would have to be the chocolate shakes from in and out I'm more of like a sweets person, so. Their shakes are really good. I haven't had a shake from in and out in probably like I know. many years. We should go get one. We should go today, actually. <laughs> I, I think we will. Um, okay, uh, number, or Matt, number five. Uh, your all-time favorite TV series? I guess as a kid, I would say Full House, and then growing up would be Friends. Um, and then now it's like the office as an adult, and I we always have the office on. So agreed. I, it's I mean, great. It has to be. Uh, I mean, I've watched the office like eight hundred times, probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is amazing. There's so many. There's so many good shows. As I'm older, I watch so little TV, you guys, and so so much less stuff. But like those are all classics. Like I did watch. I watched Full House. I think everybody like who's our age watched Full House as a kid, right? Like I would you, think so. You had to like that. Like whatever. Say by the Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Say by the Bell. Boy Meets World. Um, 
Family Matters. TGIF. <laughs> yeah, basically that, those all those shows were amazing. I always thought like Topanga was super hot, by the way. Um, anyways, I don't get off track. Number, where am I at? Number six. Uh, worst job you've ever had? Uh, I would say probably being a hostess busser for Applebee's. I hated cleaning up after people and having to be in the back kitchen was just super gross and sticky and smelly and just not my scene. But it was a good learning experience for me as a high school student. I think those are all good jobs. I used to wash dishes at a place called Chula Vista, and I didn't really necessarily enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> I think those, to me, it doesn't exist anymore. It went out of business. But I think all those kind of jobs are important for us to, to not be super fancy. Good reality check. Yeah. If I had to go back to it, I guess I could do it. I mean, it's like an honest way to... I mean, it's just... Applebee's sucks, too. It's not, it's, <laughs> not, it's, not my, it's, not, it's like in the Chili's categories. It's not my favorite mm-hmm. place. Uh, number eight, where I'm at. Uh, what inspires you to live... I guess kind of like the healthy life or to live a fitness... Like, just to live a healthier, you know, quote-unquote, like the fitness lifestyle. Uh, well, fitness has always been a part of my life. Ever since I was uh, a child, I was... I uh, learned how to ski when I was, I think, four years old and started playing soccer when I was, I think, five years old. So I was always a competitive person. I loved playing sports. Again, soccer was my main sport. I played year-round in a competitive league and in high school. I also loved a variety of outdoor um, adventure sports, which I still do often, such as snowboarding and wakeboarding and hiking and uh, even when I was young in PE class, I remember I just would always try to show off to the boys. I always wanted to be the best girl, run fast, learn how to throw and kick a ball correctly. And um, and then in college, I worked out, but I also partied a lot. So didn't really know anything about nutrition at, at that point in my life. And really, my unhealthy habits definitely caught up to me after I graduated. And I knew I had to educate myself in order you know, for me to be healthy and happy moving forward. So for me, fitness is just a huge stress reliever uh, as far as working out. And it helps motivate me to set goals, to strive to be, you know, really my best self in all aspects of my life. Um, And working out has just always been something I enjoy doing. Don't get me wrong. There's some days where I'm so exhausted from work and I don't feel like doing anything at all. But I know if I fit it in the day, I will feel so much better. Um, mentally and physically after I do it and really I just started to enjoy learning more about nutrition over the years and it's difficult at times for me to make healthy choices especially when I travel for work or I'm constantly entertaining clients which is like a huge part of my job Um, it's always been a struggle for me and I just honestly I love to participate in some of our online coaching groups because it truly helps motivate me and hold me accountable Um, and really being a part of the groups with other people who have either a demanding career or have other responsibilities like being a parent, it just helps me and them just feel like we're not alone and and living a healthy journey and um, you feel like you're a part of a team again and it's really encouraging to just help each other succeed. So I definitely try to be, you know, involved as in, you know, many different programs that we offer, so... So in that same note, like, what is the biggest mistake you made, like, I guess, starting out when you got not just serious about, like, health and fitness, but, like, what's the one thing, like, if your goal obviously shifts, like, so you're done, 
you know, high school's over, um, you know, college is wrapped up, you're, you're basically done playing sports competitively, what's the biggest mistake you make, like, fitness-wise, like, uh, along the way? Is it, you know, the sleep, eating, doing the wrong kind of workouts? What was the biggest thing that you, you made, at least, you know, kind of transitioning to try to, you know, reach your new goals? I guess thinking I could out-train a bad diet. I would work out really hard, but if I'm not eating right, I'm not going to make any changes or see any progress. So I've definitely learned it takes consistent working out and cons- consistent healthy eating in order for you know change to occur. Um, for me, I love sweets and craft beer and wine, so I definitely have to cut down on those when I want to see results. Um, and so in that same note, like, what's the one thing, like, okay, so you're, you know, you go through college, and we all do this, you guys, like, I did the same thing, like, I would go lift, and then my food would be, like, basically, like, Jack's Pizza, ramen, and, and Mountain Dew, and I thought that was going to, you know, make me, you know, look like Jay Cutler, and it clearly did not, uh, and we all learned that, so for you, what's the one thing that, that's helped you, I guess, uh, you know, obviously, we're married, and so, like, you live the life, and we're kind of bombarded by it, but you're, here's the thing, yes, I'm married, I don't tell her anything to do. I can't. I don't even try. Like, we're both very <laughs> yeah. stubborn. Like, there's no... Like, you can't tell me what to wear or where to go. Like, you're, you're going to get an argument always. And I don't even try. Like, I don't even attempt with her. So, like, for you, what's the one thing? And people think, oh, well, Jeremy does. Like, I don't tell her shit. I really don't. I can't. Um, if you guys are married, you know how it is. Like, so the one thing that's helped you change your eating habits the most or the one thing that's held you accountable the most or the one, like, the, the one or two things that you do now that you didn't do maybe, you know, 10 years ago? Well, learning more about macros, which I will give you credit for helping me understand macros. I don't track them consistently, but when I do do one of the the programs, online coaching groups that we have, I tend to, that helps me be more consistent with tracking them. And if I set a goal, obviously, if I know exactly what I'm putting in my body and at least the ranges of uh, macronutrients that usually helps me get to the goals I set for myself. Um, And then just, you know, being in a relationship, I think if you both are interested in in being healthy, making it fun, you know, going grocery store, going to the grocery store together and then cooking together, um, not every day, but if you can do it at least on the weekends, um, that makes it fun and enjoyable and um, definitely helps both of you out at the same time. And I'll circle back to that too when we come, we'll do it like, a, we'll, we'll drop this on you guys a little bit later. I wanna get through all the questions though first. So let me go, uh, number nine, uh, greatest hip hop artist of all time. <laughs> Tupac for sure. Boom, son. Even, <laughs> even though I'm a country girl, I love hardcore rap and Eminem and I tend to embarrass Jeremy a lot because if there's rap or hip hop on, I always will let loose and start dancing crazy because I don't know what it just I've always been like that and I just love dancing to hip hop. <laughs> just takes you over. It just it really I'll tell you this, there's two kinds of people in the world and there's two kinds of friends I have. And I'm not saying I can't be friends with you guys out there if you don't love like, you know, real legit rap music like the, the OG stuff I grew up on. You can be my friend but you're in a different category. Like I have my friends who like love hip hop like I do, like we're real we're tight in a certain way. I'm not saying other people can't be but you're just in a different category. It's like when you hear it, you feel it. Either you love it or you don't. So. And that's typically what I like to work out to listen to when I'm working out is 
is rap, hip hop, old co- school. Or if it comes on at a wedding, she turns into a different <laughs> kind of creature altogether. So there's that. Yes. Uh, let me go number ten. Uh, top, uh, you know, I don't know the top three supplements for you, but like, what's the you know the handful of things that you would suggest or that you you think are important for you personally? You know, as a as a female who is not in the fitness industry directly, you're a normal person who works like a, a high level stress corporate job who travels and does stuff. The supplements that you think a you know make you feel better, move better, for whether it be for health or vanity or anything. I would definitely suggest a quality probiotic for your digestive system gut health that has helped me over the years a fish oil omega-3 and a multivitamin would probably be my top three i really don't take any pill form vitamins anymore other than magnesium which has helped me out with like digestion and um, relaxing uh, in the evenings but I, ever since we found Athletic Greens, honestly, it's just been so efficient and the high quality of essential vitamins and nutrients uh, and coming all from whole foods really has been my favorite way to take supplements now. So I take that daily and I've definitely seen a difference. And again, I'm never going to sell you guys on it. It doesn't matter. Um, I said this before in a different podcast. We take it because, A, it's the one I can actually stomach. I hate, I can't drink or eat stuff I don't like anymore. I'm just, I did it for years when I was broke as shit. I just don't care for it. It has helped me a ton. I do actually like it. My wife, oddly enough, likes the flavor of it way more than I do, which is, you know. But <laughs> I she'll, think it tastes good. But you also like put apple cider vinegar on stuff. And yeah. I think that tastes like garbage too. But This is better than apple cider vinegar. Oh my God, like times of, I, I, I would... I would eat athletic greens like raw, just the powder with no water, like swallow it in powder form before I would drink straight up ACV because it's just disgusting. But my point is, I will say this, with athletic greens, you guys, I do feel like I have more energy over time after I've taken it for multiple weeks. I, I don't feel as run down. I don't feel as tired. And I just overall, I do feel better. And it's so easy and so simple. Um, but again, that's just, I'm, this is not a plug on that. I just, I really do believe in it. That's why we, that's why I take a picture of it every day and post on Instagram. And if you guys do want to try it, shoot me a message. I'll get you a free 20 pack. You make the call for yourself. If you think it tastes like shit or doesn't work for you, then, uh, then definitely don't use it. But, uh, I, I can stand behind it for sure. So, same, same here. And for me that I, when I travel a lot for work, the travel packets are just so easy for me to throw in my bag and, you know, fill a glass of water and put the powder in and, and it's done, and I have all my vitamins for the day. Um, it's just really convenient, and I definitely feel the benefits of it. So and that's the thing, guys. If it's easy and it's convenient, we're more likely to do it. If it tastes like butt and it's hard to do, we don't do it when life gets tough, for sure. But this is my podcast, so I, you know how I am. She sometimes doesn't want me to be me when she's in the room, so it's very difficult. <laughs> You're embarrassing. Number eleven. It's just the internet. Nobody listens to this. All right, number eleven. Uh, we'll go uh, advice you'd give to your 18-year-old self today, whether that be fitness, uh, finances, uh, life in general, what you would tell 18-year-old Heather today. Uh, definitely stop caring so much about what other people think. This is something I still sometimes struggle with, and I'm learning to change those habits as I'm 33 years old now. So also do what makes you happy and just be intentional with your time. You know, life goes by so fast. Uh, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people you enjoy that you know lift you up and don't bring you down. Um, we're all different, unique individuals, and I just feel like don't live a life that everyone else is living. If that doesn't make you happy, um, do your own thing and just focus on your own goals and don't compare to others. 
easier said than done, I know. Uh, lastly, just stop trying to be perfect. It doesn't exist and I struggle with that still at times in all aspects of my life. So yeah, that's what I would tell myself. <laughs> I dig it. I like all those. Um, I can relate to all of And be smart with your money. So I've learned that over the years. Yes, we uh, we have very we have the same goals now at our house. Uh, we sometimes it takes one of us wearing the other person down. I'll leave it to you guys to figure it's that out. It's a team effort it yes. for sure. Um, but yeah, I'll say this: if you're married or you were somebody else, uh, and my advice on that stuff is different too. I would say you know we do it backwards. Like we lived together for a very long time uh, before we, we kind of move forward. But then you get to know somebody. And I would tell you guys this is my advice. Uh, you know, if you're going to be with somebody, a I know this is backwards from what you were probably taught as a kid or what mom and dad think, but forget them. Um, live with somebody for, for a, a long time, for a couple years. So you can see them for who they are at you know their worst moments or when things go wrong and when things aren't perfect. Because we're marketing when we go dating. Like we're always our best self. We're always going to be nice and polite. But it's like you know eight months in on a random Wednesday when your wife or your husband's had a terrible day. And uh, nine things go wrong. That's who they really are. When you travel with them internationally, more than likely, and your luggage gets lost, or you get stuck somewhere, you're on the side of the road in Positano, and they take your bus tickets, and they rip them, and you're stranded there, which we've lived through. Um, you get to see the other person, or when you're about to throw up on the bus next to somebody. Like, the real-life stuff, and that's that's who you were with, and that's who you're dating. And I, and I believe that. Like, it's not us on our greatest day. It's us when we're tired, we're hangry, we're pissed and 14 things went wrong, that's who we are and that's who you're marrying and that's who you're hooking up with. So if you can take that person at their absolute, you know, rock bottom terrible and we've all been there, then you can, you know, maybe ride with them for life and that's just my two cents off the top for that. So, uh, into my next question, best vacation spot you have ever visited? I would say Bora Bora was the perfect honeymoon destination. It was just insanely beautiful. Um, the runner-ups would be Amalfi Coast or the Greek Islands, which we just uh, experienced a couple months ago. And those are just equally as beautiful, and those are my top three. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I mean, Italy for me it, yeah. as a whole, because we did so much. Italy is great. It's If oh. you're going to choose one country, I would say Italy, because it just checks all the the boxes if you do it like you know the trip that i took with you was awesome i mean because we got i like that stuff like the coliseum the vatican you can do all that stuff and then obviously the multi coast if you've never the been history mm-hmm. it's unreal the but, food and i'll say even though like we went to <laughs> bora wine. bora bora was like our first like real we took a lot of trips that was like our first like real real trip i, I like sometimes i think like man it would have been cool if we would have more money because we're like broke as shit and we had to do it like the kind of ghetto. I mean, go to Bora Bora, like, it's super expensive either way, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, you're blessed to be able to do it either way. And now that we're older, I think we could do it a little bit differently. But, like, the stories I wouldn't trade for anything mm-hmm. in, in how we had to do it. So it was cool for that time. But I always think, like, sometimes if you stay in, if it's a little bit nicer, it makes the trip nicer. But I'll, honestly, the stories I wouldn't trade for the world. That's for a different podcasts altogether. Um, uh, let's go with 13. Uh, all-time favorite superhero. Batman. Boom, son. Yeah. I know we have that in common. My parents uh, still have photos of me as a little girl. I love to dress up as Batman for Halloween, and I had Batman birthday parties, and would ask Santa for Batman toys, and had some Batman clothes. I was definitely a tomboy. I mean, billionaire orphan who becomes a superhero but has no superpowers? How gangster is that? You just can't. (laughs) 
And again, then Christian Bale goes on to play him later in life. Like, how perfect has That's this been? That's your man crush. How, how perfect has it been for me? I mean, it's just, so we're married. Anyways, uh, 14. Uh, do, do you ever take days off of training? I'm, I'll put it this way. Do you ever take days off of training, like straight fitness? And two, do you ever take a day off of training just being active? Like, is there ever a day where you just lay on your ass and do nothing? Yeah, there's definitely a day where I wouldn't say I don't you do nothing. Well, not nothing, but if there's a day, my recovery day would be including walking my dog and doing like mobility stretching, foam rolling, maybe sometimes a yoga. Um, and then my average week just really includes JSF, like group classes three to four times a week. And then usually I do a hike or a run on those off days or sprints at the track. Kind of depends on my week, but definitely I'll have one day where it's usually just like a walk day and stretching day. Which is, I mean, again, I would suggest that for probably most of you guys too, especially if you're not in, you know, fitness for your life. And even if you are, I think like there's a time like to have a, a deload day and I kind of pick mine based off how I feel, same thing. But there's no reason you guys can't do some form of mobility tissue work or go walk around every day. I mean, it's a gift. Now, obviously I know like when I, go through a squat leg session where my butt feels, you know, like you can barely move. Like, obviously, I'm not going to go and train, but I think always being active is uh, is very crucial. And then that non-fitness activity, you guys, I think does go a long way in terms of your training and, and how healthy and, and just, you know, how happy you are in general. Uh, let's do 15. Favorite cheat meal? Uh, definitely Oregano's. It's like a local pizza place here. And I'm interrupt you. If you guys are ever here, and again, we don't eat pizza. Man, I feel like we keep talking about this. I feel like we should go to Oregano's today too. Now you say this because I'm so I'm just like hungry. I'm starving right now. If you guys can't tell, I haven't eaten yet today. Um, if you do come here, I would say put Oregano's on the list. Um, whether it's thin crust pizza, which is all we eat now. Or what, like when we were younger, though, we used to just deep dish pizza from Oregano's. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I mean, like two pieces now would be like, Oh my God, so sick. But it was so amazing. I would just keep eating and eating. Anyways, you go on with your story. I prefer, yeah, the thin crust now. And then they have this amazing dessert called a pizzuki. And it's like this huge gooey chocolate chip cookie baked. It's super large in this cast iron skillet. And they have ice cream on top. So definitely, again, I'm pizza's my favorite food. And then I love sweets, especially chocolate. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Like, I remember, like, when I would have come back, like, we even have pictures of this. I would come back from, like, uh, like an event or, like, when I would compete back in the day, like, eating, like, two whole pizzas at Oregano's and, like, a pizzuki, and I'd be, like, this big, fat, bloated, pregnant version of myself. But, man, it was so good. Um, and it is amazing. So, I, I ride with you on that one, too. Uh, number 16, greatest movie of all time. Well, since it's the holidays, I'll say Home Alone. <laughs> never gets old i watch it every year that's your favorite movie of all time for a christmas movie but like like if you could only watch one movie forever i do think home alone is dope it's my favorite i mean die hard i love because i am bruce willis but home alone is like what i grew up in as a kid i remember my grandma taking me to home alone in the theater which is like a very rare memory but i do remember that uh but home like all time favorite like if you could only watch one movie it'd be kevin McAllister. no I feel like Pretty Woman for some reason is just say, like, always my favorite. You always watch it when it comes I'm a hopeless TV. romantic. Yes. That and like I'll come home and she'll be like watching Hallmark movies like nonstop and they're always like the same story. They're the best. They're they the just same. make you they're happy. The they're all A, they're all people from Full House and two, they're all the same. Are they not? Yeah, that's why they're awesome. It's unreal. These Hallmark people. Uh, okay, where am I? 17. Uh, one thing you would share with uh, like a novice training person or... 
if someone walks into the office today and said, hey, you know, I, I, I've worked out before, or maybe I, I haven't worked out in two years, and they say, you know, Heather, what's one, you know, one or two pieces of advice you would tell me as I'm, I'm beginning my, my journey to fat loss or just to move better and feel better and be healthier? Yeah, uh, the number one thing I would tell people who are just starting out is don't get discouraged. It's definitely a process and just keep making consistent effort every day with eating right and working out, being active um, and educating yourself. You'll never be perfect. Make time for yourself and you know your health is so important for your life happiness. Uh, lastly, I would say find something that you enjoy doing so you don't get burnt out. You know, fitness comes in a variety of options. So if you can find an activity or a hobby that ties into um, fitness, then that way it's, it's something that you'll continue to do, hopefully. And if you can do it with a family member at times or a friend, you know, that's even better. Agree. I mean, all things I think you guys can take with you and I would echo the same thoughts. Patience is, is key. You know, if, if it took you, you know, 15 years or it took you 15 months to put on the weight, it's not going to come off in 15 hours or 15 days or even 15 weeks for that matter. Um, and it's a marathon. It's the rest of your life. You're going to have to move and eat right and train, you know, until you guys are dead. And it's just part of it. And it's just enjoying the process of it, like she said. And if you can find a, you know, an activity, a coach, a group, a community of people, friends, family, um, fitness is cool. You know, eating healthy is cool. Being in shape is cool. And it's fun to like, to feel good about yourself and how you move and how you live your life. And like without it, like you're miserable and you're broken. And if you can't be happy with how you look every day and how you're feeling, like the rest of your life and your friends and family and stuff around you is going to suffer. So um, all great things, 100%. So we got time here. We'll dig into some of these. Uh, we'll get into some different stuff. Obviously, the, the, the question series usually rolls a certain way. But obviously, since my wife is here, I can ask her some different things. So let's go with uh, first time... You saw me and met me and fell in love with my beautiful body and face and all oh, that shut stuff. Shut up. So share right uh, just how we met. If you want to share the story or, or I can, you, you let me know. Uh, I'll start it and you can kind of chime in. I'll correct what she gets wrong here. For sure. Oh, right. Go ahead. Um, so I was having a girls night. This was like 10 years ago now when I just had moved. So I had my internship in college here. So I was here for a few months and then I moved after college, I got a job opportunity, so 10 years ago, gosh, it goes by fast, but I was having a girls' night, and he was having a guys' night, and we were at this bar called Dos Gringos in Old Town, Scottsdale, if yes. you know it. It's a really classy establishment. It's way, well, it's way nicer now. If you come here now, it's, what's it called? Old Town Gringos? Yeah, they changed the name. But now it's really nice and fancy. When I went there, dude, like, you would have to, uh, if you're a dude and you would pee, like, you'd stand about four feet away from a urinal, and it was like the ground was completely soaking wet. It was just a very... It wasn't kind of dirty. Yeah. It wasn't terrible, but it was not. We wouldn't probably go it there. It was a now. fun place. So when you're 22, 23, mm -hmm. yeah, it's great. Yeah. So at this point, I was like not interested in dating any guys, and just wasn't even in the mood to chat with any that night. And I had just graduated again from college and moved down to Arizona, so I was really focused on myself and my independence and my new job, and I just didn't want any distractions. And, however, I saw this guy, a cute guy, walk in, it's and I mentioned... beautiful, beautiful man you saw, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, my dear friend Monica, who's really feeling good, uh, was like, oh, what cute guy? And she then took ice out of my cup and started throwing it at him, because he was, like, standing the back of him was to us. And he, like, turned around and was asking who was throwing ice at him, and Monica blames it on me. 
and basically told him, you know, don't talk to me because Monica was saying, you know, I have a boyfriend, but my single friend Heather over here, you should talk to her. And I was really embarrassed at that point, but he, he decided to buy me a beer and we started chatting and then he got my number and left later on left with his friends. But I really didn't think I'd see him again. I really didn't think anything of it. And um, the next week he called me and we went out on a date. And I guess the rest is history. <laughs> just fell in love because it was so awesome and boom, that's it. And we've grown up a lot since then. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, I mean the story, it's, it's pretty accurate. I mean the one thing I did think... You didn't I'm have like, a job. You just quit your job. I left out that boy. Yeah, well I had moved here. So I drove, I, literally guys, and this is really fast. I, I, I moved here from like Minnesota. Uh, packed up my car with what I had. I had no money, nothing. And I showed up here like midnight one night. Three days later, I meet her um, when we're out uh, boozing it up, which I rarely ever drink and I rarely go out and I'm not very social in that way. But I'm like, I've never been here. So I'm like, ah, we'll do it. And these are like my real friends, like the, the dudes I grew up with. And some of them are, you know, Kid Rock. And you know, we call our friend Kid Rock because he looks just like him and he acts like him. So they're a little bit rougher, right? And these people are throwing ice at us. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, I'm like, shit, dude, we've been here for like 10 minutes. I'm like, we're really going to get in a fight? I'm like, I just walked in the middle of that. And that's like what that and their friend obviously was, you know, had a few too many drinks. And that's how we started talking. And I remember uh, buying her a beer. And it's the first time I like, ever bought another person a drink in my life. Because I was in college and you don't, it's really not what you do in college if you're an athlete. It's just the life well, is different. Well, and guys never have any money. So no, and, and that brings me to my next point, too. I buy a beer here. I'm used to like the Midwest, right? And I buy a beer like, oh, five bucks. And I was like, shit, five dollars? I'm like, so that's two drinks. That's ten bucks. I literally, you guys, I had no money. I had no job. And I had like, at the time to my life, probably 1600 bucks total. And like, ten dollars. I'm like, man, that's like half my groceries for the whole week. Um, but I did. Uh, I bought her uh, a beer and we talked, got her number. Uh, and 10 years later, here we are in, uh, in the building we own, in the gym that we run, and doing a podcast. So, oddly enough, uh, you can't meet people out in the real world. As, as rare as that story is, it can't happen for you guys. We're, we are before the swipe right and Tinder yes, and Bumble it's era. It's a lot more complicated now, I think. Um, I mean, I feel like it would be, that would just be different. Like, we see our friends do it, and we're like... It's just weird. We're intrigued by how it can be done, but... We're those old people now who don't use it. Anyways, uh, let me go to this. Okay, so I'll dig into the real stuff. So um, fast forward, so we're together. Uh, we live together. I am work my one you know, real job ever. I'm an academic advisor, and that's what I'm doing. And then one day I just decide to... Um, I, it doesn't go like that. You guys, if you know the story, obviously I worked a corporate job, and I would train people in the morning. I would train people at night, and I would build the site and kind of build up the business you know, in all the free hours I had, which was basically between the hours of probably, you know, 8 p.m. And, and like midnight, you know, I do that every single day until one day I was just like, you know what the heck with it, man, I'm just going to bounce. And I left, I quit my corporate job. And at the time I had no clients <laughs> actually active at the time and uh, no real money and really no idea what I was going to do. And so I'll just ask her, you know, how did you feel, you know, when I was like, oh, I'm going to quit my corporate job and just do this, you know, fitness thing, which is over a decade ago before Instagram, before all the, the stuff that we have now, what was your, you know, two cents? Uh, well, I was definitely scared when you told me you wanted to quit your job and start a business. I definitely wasn't sure what that process would be like and what the outcome would be, but I knew you had a dream and a goal, and I knew at that time I just you were extremely driven already, and I knew if you set your mind to something that you would make it happen. Um, it definitely wasn't easy. It was a big test on our relationship, but it's made us stronger and we've learned a lot 
you know, from, from that experience and that process. Um, and I feel like as a couple, you know, you continue to, to grow and evolve throughout the years. And I'm just glad that we had that experience. It, it taught us a lot. And you have always supported me with my career goals. So I just made sure from day one that I would be there for you. And it's a team effort, really. And I just was tried to always be your number one fan. For sure. You... <laughs> Uh, my mom, probably. Yeah. Uh, Susan Brady. Uh, we have a handful of clients here who are like diehards. Um, Octavio, but, if you're listening. Uh, a lot of people who, lo- who love our, our stuff is super cool. Um, so I asked this, like, you know, like the first, and that's the thing to you guys, like, nobody can do this alone. And I've said this before, like, there's a lot of people I think along the way, like, even like my dad will say, like, he'll send me a message, like, you know what, I'm so proud of you. You did this all yourself. And I'm like, well, I did, but. I really didn't because there's always people behind the scenes. Like it's you can't say that like this place wouldn't exist without my wife, you know, or any of the, the people who've ever trained with us or ever bought anything else with it for a dollar, you know, without Monica and Jacob and Kelly and everybody along the way, Dave and Ben, you name it. Um, but for like the first, let's say like the first year or something, like what was the first, you know, three sixty five? Like like I quit. Um, what's your thought process? You know, I don't, you don't got to play like a week by week, but just overall like the first, you know, I would say calendar year of me being outside the corporate world in my own in my in my own little planet here uh well i remember so you would come home and i would ask you how many people came in today this was when you just signed the lease on a building and this was before when you actually would train my friends my girlfriends in the park and then you would like write them meal plans just to kind of get the online coaching business started at that point. But once you finally signed a lease on a building and you had group sessions throughout the week, um, you would come home and I'd, I'd be like so excited to ask you, so how many people came in today? And you'd be like, well, we had like one at 6 a.m. or zero at 8 a.m. or two at you know 10 a.m. And I was like, oh, that's great. And deep down, I was so scared and I did not, you know, know how this was going to be successful, but it was hard to hear, but I continued to trust you and I focused on my own career too. And you made a lot of sacrifices and it was a slow process, but you were consistent and you educated yourself and throughout the years, you know, those sacrifices have paid off. And 10 years later, I just am extremely proud of what we have here today. And I just love the JSF community in person and online that you've built, uh, we've built throughout the years. Um, We formed amazing, you know, lifelong friendships and have had just an awesome supportive network who really are like our second family here. And I just wanted to thank everybody who from the bottom of my heart for the support throughout the years and we just couldn't be where we are today um, with owning finally a new building that we're proud of and we were able to design together and it's just a really cool space and very inspiring to our members and we're just excited to finally have our members be able to work out in such a cool place so thank you for all of it (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I'll say the same thing to you guys. It's, it's for anybody, you know, even if you guys have never been here, um, you've never been to Scottsdale or Arizona for that matter, but you follow us, you know, if it's Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, um, any of our stuff, you listen to the podcast, like we appreciate it because without you guys, like this stuff doesn't exist. Like, 
it just doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. Like it's a service industry. It's a service business. We we coach people. That's what we do. Um, and try to educate. And, and if and if by some chance the education inspires you and motivates you to do something and, and live a better life, um, I'll for surely do it. And that's why we share these. And that's why I brought her on. If it if it shares my story alone for you guys who are like I want to start my own business or I want to get into fitness or do something. It's not super easy. It's not for everybody. Just understand, like, you're going to have different goals and things will shift along the way. But the biggest thing to me is, are you happy doing it? Uh, do you enjoy it? Do you like the people you work with? So to echo what she said, like, we do feel like these are our friends and these are our people. Because I'm like, I like to hang out with these guys. Um, we do stuff outside the gym with them and we do all kinds of things with them around fitness because it, it becomes our closest circle. That's why I always use a tagline, you know, do shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I wouldn't come in here and do this and spend a hundred hours a week on this if these people sucked, if I didn't like them. And if they come in here and they suck, we typically weed them out. They don't last long. But some of these people have been here for six, seven, eight, nine, some people almost 10 years mm-hmm. have been training with us and working with us. And we know everything about their families, their kids, their lives. You know, we do things with them together. They're They've taught us just as much as we have taught them, and I, and I truly do believe that, and I say that. So I thank you guys you know, who listen and, and dig our stuff and like what we do. And, and if you're choosing to do this for your life, just structure around you know, the things that you believe in and the things that you like and you want to do and, and you know, surround yourself with clients and people you want to be around because it makes it easier uh, and it makes it more fun. It makes the days that suck uh, be a lot more seamless and you enjoy them because it's fun to come to work. I like the people that, you know, who work on our team here. Uh, you know, my wife becomes friends to a lot of these people. They do tons of stuff. It's just, it's important to us. And so thank you guys uh, for supporting us and just kind of believing in, uh, in the stuff that we do. And so I'll, I'll segment into this, uh, just for these guys, just because I know we can talk on it really fast. Um, in terms of other people, if you were giving advice to, uh, maybe it's a husband or wife or, or people who are together, you know, in terms of them eating together and training together and living a healthier lifestyle, is there anything you would say to them like, hey, you know, whether they have to have the same goals or if you split up, you know, one person does grocery shopping, one person eats a certain way, you know, what, like how we, you can explain how we do it if you want or uh, any tips you would have for them if, if one person, you know, isn't on board, what you'd suggest or any advice in terms of training and eating just for the general person listening. I think, you know, it's, it's different for us because you are, it's your profession is fitness and for me, I have a corporate job and but I do have, you know, a passion for nutrition and, and fitness. So it is easier in the sense that I like to be on board with it. I know for some people, if one spouse isn't a healthy person, that it can be a lot more difficult. Um, but again, I think it's finding ways to make it fun and either that's picking a recipe online and saying, hey, let's do a date night at home on the weekend and let's make this healthy dinner together. Um, I think that's a, a good option. And and we split up the stuff, you guys. Like, we both grocery shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically will, you know, grill and she will do the veggies. Aside. And, and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Like So we do tag team it a lot or if like say, hey, can you pick this up? And we have like our, you know, probably four or five go-to meals we make all the time. And we both know how to make them and they're very interchangeable. So she can pick it up if I'm busy or vice versa. If I have to grab her from the airport, I typically have food ready at home and it's always there. It just makes it easier. It's a team effort. And especially in today's world, if both people have careers and are working, um, you have to help each other out. And, um, you know, it's 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 always going to be hard work and effort and you don't feel like always doing it but it's going to pay off and if you're consistent 
um, it will it will work itself out. So and like know the other person too. Like don't like for you guys out there for you know maybe you're healthier than your partner or vice versa. Don't bring stuff around them that you know it's going to tempt them to like not be on track or try to sabotage them. Like so, I know my wife. Like I'm not going to bring a bunch of chocolate stuff home and like rosé. Like unless just, I ask for yeah, it. Yeah, and if she wants it, then, then that's fine. You made a choice. But like, if she says, "Hey, don't grab you know this kind of halo top because I'll eat it," then I won't do it. Like it's just knowing those boundaries and like saying, "Hey, we can't have chips around. Buy single serving stuff if you need it for yourself, so then I don't have it." And those things are helpful. So having that conversation, I don't think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's going to help me eat better or train better, and can you please respect? You know, it's going to help me be more successful in the long run. Because naturally, Jeremy and I are snackers and overeaters. So if we have a lot of snacky food in the cupboard, then like we both will eat it. So we just know that it's just better to not have it in the house. And we try to be really good during the week. And then obviously there's always something going on on the weekends. Or if we want to try a new restaurant, then we save it for those moments. I think that's a really been a good practice for us as a couple. Yeah. Um, and and he's always going to be stricter, more strict because this is what he does for a living. And, um, you know, I like my wine or my beer and, and so I know if, if I want to set some new goals for myself and in order for me to see some more change, then I have to be um, stricter, you know, more strict on myself. But And I'll touch on these really fast because I got these questions too. I just want to go through them really fast. Um, in terms of training, because somebody asked me too, like, well, I'll say this because you can speak on it super fast. If you if you guys are with somebody who is a fitness professional in person, and I'm not saying you have, don't be in the shape I'm in, don't live my life, don't do what I do. I'm not saying it's for everybody, and it's for, certainly not for a lot of you guys, because it's de- it demands a lot from you. But if you're married to somebody like that who still is in that side of it, that shows up at a, at a men's health set and has to be shirtless for a week, you know, understand there's certain things that that person's going to have to give up and, and they're going to have to do. And if you're the partner to that person, it might be frustrating for you. But you have to understand it. It's there's a there's a motivator behind it, and there's a payoff behind it that as the husband or wife of that person, you have to be okay with them not maybe eating and drinking the same things as you or being as social as you are going out as often if that's what is required of them. And I think you can speak on it super quick. Yeah, I think it was definitely really hard on me in the beginning when we were younger and you just tend to go out more at that stage of your life, like in your 20s and none of, we didn't have friends that were really doing what you were doing, maybe like a couple as far as fitness professionals but I um I try to then see it as a positive like well if he's gonna be uh, working towards this goal for some type of project that's coming up with men's health or something like that then it's gonna him being more strict for those weeks or is gonna benefit me because he's gonna be cooking more at home not going out to eat as much and then that way I see it spin it as a positive like it's gonna help me and I can support him as well during that process and but it's hard it's not easy and but it just comes down to to what makes you happy and what goals you set for yourself so and I think for you guys out there if you if if you grasp that it's understand that the person you're with if they're doing that um, it, it might be forever but odds are it's probably not to that extreme forever and uh, you know one day I'm going to show up and probably have no hair and these guys will stop calling me and they don't want to see me with my shirt off and so then we can sit and eat cookies and drink wine all day long and no one will give a shit because that stage of my life will be over and I don't know if it will ever happen like that at scale but the point is is that 
when people say, you know, live a little and do this, I'm like, if I would have lived a little and done everything everybody asked me to along the way, I wouldn't be this person today. I wouldn't have had all the opportunities and I wouldn't look this way and move this way and feel this way. And I couldn't coach and have all the stuff, you know, coming to life for me now. So there is a certain level of sacrifice you put into it, but the payoff is way worth it. So just understand that as a partner, she benefits from it as much as I do at this point. And it's just like, if you can get past the initial, um, it's okay to be a little bit weird um, at times, especially in this life. I know sometimes friends and family have a hard time understanding it, but uh, it just kind of comes with the territory uh, when you're in this. The other question I got was, some guy asked if, if we train together, um, like physically train together. Sometimes. Yeah, and, and again, let's, we're a husband and wife, so it's the dynamic <laughs> is different, and we shift it from... You know, if you're going to work out with me specifically, you're not wife to me. You're not my friend to me. You're just the person training with me. And I really don't, I don't take any shit. I don't feel bad for you. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you want to be here. If you're going to do the workout with me doing it, you just have to do it. And uh, sometimes we, we do that and sometimes it's good and sometimes... Yeah. We'll... It depends on which mood I'm in. If I'm in a good mood, then yeah, I can work out with you. <laughs> If I'm not hangry or... We just don't do if it. If I'm having a good day and or I'm we not could, tired. Or, or we'll go to like the track together. Yeah. And we might do some stuff together, but then we'll segment and do our own things. Mm-hmm. Which is cool too. And then the other thing I'll just ask... Um, let me try to figure this one out. So if we train... The other question I got, they got he kept asking me, um, not just if we train you. No, I'm losing my train of thought. I completely blanked on that question. All right, no worries at all. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I will say, just going back to if you're starting your own business. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask that. Um, since you can speak on it, your advice to somebody who is going to jump ship um, and quit their corporate job and do their own thing, um, what your two cents would be to that person. Not to them, to the couple as a whole. Like, you know, if you have any insight. Um, don't try to not care it's hard what your friend friends or family thinks they might not understand in the beginning but if they truly want you to be happy then they'll support you um and if you continue to work put in the effort and the time and the sacrifice then it will definitely fall into place and it will pay off in the end but it comes down to how do you want to spend your time every day and what makes you feel alive and inspired and if that is leaving your corporate job to start a business that you feel like you can make a a, a larger impact and and, fulfi- and you feel more fulfilled from it then go for it but it's a hard process and it's gonna take a while to get there but just stick with it yeah, and again, you guys, I never thought it would be this. I, I would have named it Jeremy Scott Fitness if I <clears throat> ever thought that. I didn't. Know <laughs> I know was... people thought that was super weird in and the I beginning, still, like... and people still do. Oh, dude, I went to an event. Like, oh, I went to an event recently, and I like I'm saying, like, oh, you know, like these people, like some of these people don't know me. These these doctors, like these high level, you know, people speaking. They're like, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, I tell them like, oh, what's your business called? And I'm like, Jeremy Scott Fitness. And they look at me like I'm just some clown shoe, like idiot, like like some made up fake name. I'm like. I'm like, no, but really, there's a building in Scottsdale with my name on the front of it. And, like, that's everything and we do. And it all started with the website, Jeremy Scott Fitness. And I know back in the day before social media really blew up and really benefited businesses, especially small businesses, people were, like, friends and family were probably thinking, we're crazy, you're crazy, what is this guy trying to do? But it evolved, and you've learned a lot of different lessons throughout the entire process, and it's... 
it's amazing to see how the business has evolved on the internet as well as in person. So, And to you you guys out there, I'll say this, like people are going to laugh at you and make fun of you and they won't understand your vision or what you want to do or why you're doing it and, and why you work the hours or why you put the time in. And that doesn't just mean running your own business. That could be getting in shape or getting a degree or, or trying to just you know get yourself out of debt or be the best you know husband or wife you can be. But you can't pay them any mind because people don't really know how happy and how fulfilled you are and, and what your mission is. And there's no way for them to see that because they can't feel what you feel. Really. There's still people now who will like, like, oh, Jeremy's a personal trainer and I could give a shit about the job title. It's not that. Um, I know what I do and I know how much value I create for people and I know it's so much bigger you know, most of us are much bigger than just the, the job title people put on us and the picture they try to paint us in. So understand that you have to really let go of what, you know, people think, whether they think you're successful or not, or whether they think you're smart or you think you're this or that. It doesn't matter because when you're really doing your shit, you guys, and you're in it and you understand the value you're creating in the life that you're making, not just for other people, but for yourself, you're winning at a level that most people will never touch. And they have to put people in boxes in terms of, are they successful? And people sell to them like, well, so-and-so is successful because they make you know X amount of dollars. And if that's success, then that's fine. Or so-and-so has this job title, so they must be successful. That's for you guys to define, and I hope you do it in your own way. To me, being successful is waking up happy every single day and feeling you found you know your calling or a mission or a craft or you put on this earth to do something and you're actually doing that shit. And you're finding fulfillment out of it that comes from stuff that's much more than just dollars. And if you can do that and really sell it out to it, you guys will make more money in your life than you ever thought possible because I'm living proof of it and I do it every single day. And again, if I cared about what everybody thought along the way, it would have discouraged me from doing anything. And I hope none of you guys have to go through that. And if you do have a wife or a husband or friends and family that support you, you guys are already winning. And those are the only real people. And even some of them are going to think you're crazy and they think you suck and they think you shouldn't do it. But if you're willing to put in the work like I was, like I mean, literally like melt your face off, you know, for 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 hours a week for 5, 10, 15 years or longer, you can live an amazing life that most other people never could even scratch the surface on. So I urge you guys, if you're out there and you're even thinking about it and you feel like you've built up, a, a, you know, enough money or enough courage or whatever it is, just take the leap because my life is a trillion times better now than I ever thought it could be. I still get jacked even by the small stuff that people listen to our stuff, buy our stuff, or want to come hang out with me. It, it still to this day uh, baffles me and I'm very humbled by it and I, and I thank you guys for that. And so if you believe in yourself, I would urge you just to go out and do it. And, and if you do have a partner uh, and they can you know, believe in you as well, it, it generally does help um, because I could not do all this stuff without Heather you know, supporting me, especially when I was you know, not making money, actually losing money. Uh, running this business at least to start so you do need people in your corner and if you can find one or two of them you know hold on to them for dear life because they are your you know they're your life raft especially when you first start out so um, anything else you want to share with these guys at all whatsoever as a takeaway before we kick off here I think you've got it covered for now thank you for having me on it was fun <laughs> yes uh, I mean you can stalk her on Instagram uh, I won't share it here I'll post it somewhere else so we, we do share our life uh, for you guys we try to be as transparent as possible uh, we're normal people it's not always perfect it's not always fun but uh, you know we never go to sleep angry we just kind of live you know a very normal life communication I think is the key to anything just like with this with business with life with people absolutely um, in our marriage too so we argue about the same stupid shit you guys do but just know we don't go to sleep angry and uh we just deal with it typically up front, even if it's painful <laughs> at first. Exactly. So. Um, anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up, let me know. i got a bunch more guests coming on and different things like that. If you're in iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I'd love to see it. And if you're married, 
or you have a you know a significant other that maybe you listen to it but they don't share this with them if they want to kind of hear the details it might help spark something in you guys or especially if you're thinking about doing your own thing um i would urge you to you know really go out and, and do the shit that you want to do in your life and don't settle for stuff and don't hold back and even if you're listening to this and you're you know you're 32 you're 38 you're 46 you're 51 you still have a really long life left and you still have the opportunity to do all the stuff that you want to do and to me you know, giving up what we think life should be, giving up, you know, the stuff a lot of times and the status and impressing friends and doing stuff you don't like just to look fancy and important to them. But you could trade that stuff to do what you actually want to do and be happy every single day. I can promise you guys swapping one for the other is well worth it. So just my two cents on the way out. So until next time, you guys eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.